Come on in to Margaret McSweeney's Kitchen for Kitchen Chat, where every week you'll meet chefs, cookbook authors, foodies, gourmets, and just plain people who love to eat. And along with laughter, chat, recipes, and stories about food, you'll sometimes also hear words of inspiration, love, and hope. As Margaret always says, kitchen chat is food for the senses and food for the soul. So grab a cup of coffee, put your feet up on a comfy chair, and get ready to spend a little time with Margaret and her friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is your host, Margaret McSweeney, and I am just so delighted and honored that you are joining me in my kitchen today. This is a very special day on so many levels. Uh, First of all, today marks the one-year anniversary of my breast cancer-free surgery, and I'm just so glad that you're here to celebrate that with me. And I was also in a really bad auto accident last Monday. Someone rear-ended me at, at high speed, so I'm on the road to recovery but um, if I'm a little slow during this, my apologies ahead of time. But I just could not miss this opportunity to interview our guest for today. He is highly acclaimed Chef David Posey of Blackbird. He is the James Beard Award nominee this year for Rising Star Chef of the Year. Is only 28 and has already just been honored in so many ways. And it is truly my honor to have Chef David Posey on Kitchen Chat today. Chef David, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, and congratulations on all of the accolades and awards that that you personally, as well as Chef Paul Kahn, who heads up the wonderful one-off hospitality group, which has some great restaurants in the Chicago area, including Blackbird. Uh, congratulations. And um, I, I just read, too, that uh, Forbes Life, the June 24th issue, has you featured, and, and I love your self-description, Chef David, <laughs> of, your, <laughs> of your fashion, that you are preppy lumberjacky. Yeah, that was, uh, it was a kind of a surreal experience, like getting me all dressed up and makeup and all that stuff I'm not used to. <laughs> well, it's great. And I'll also include the link to that, listeners, so you can have a firsthand look. And also, what's fun about Kitchen Chat, we kind of discover things that aren't really widely known. And I love in that interview with Forbes Life that you mentioned that your dad was the one who made the straight jacket for Anthony Hopkins and Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He, uh, my dad owns a company that manufactures straight jackets, and that's you know, people ask what does that mean, and that's kind of the one that people, you know, like the most. So that's what oh, I tell that them. that's great. That should be in a trivial pursuit <laughs> question there. <laughs> <laughs> but but on to food, and maybe the segue is lambs, and pardon that segue. I I actually met you at a delightful event, private event that um, you hosted there in the private dining room at Blackbird. Just wonderful, and you teamed up with um, Heather Chef Heather Christeau and prepared these wonderful lamb um, dishes. And my favorite was the the halibut papillote, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm a new foodie, so and it was just exquisite. And and I think that just really encapsulates your your style, where you you really believe in the power of simplicity. But with modern, yes, yes, modern technique and modern 
flavors with an added element of seasonality and farm-to-table driven. So with that description, if we can dive in a little bit further, what does that mean exactly? Modern technique and modern flavors, but keeping it simple. Uh, well, my goal for every dish here is to maybe only have two or three ingredients maybe prepared in, in a few different ways, uh, always as seasonal as possible, utilizing the markets when, whenever we can. And uh, for modern technique, it's pretty much just, you know, if, if there's a chemical or, or I don't want to say chemical because that doesn't sound delicious, but if there's something that we could use in the soup to make it a little smoother, a little creamier with, with less fat, we're going to use it. Same, same thing with technology. Like if uh, we could use an immersion circulator to cook a piece of lamb at a certain temperature to give us the best uh, texture and most consistent temperature, uh, we're, we're going to use that whenever possible. And, and so basically it's blending and melding the high tech with the traditional to, to really yeah. bring out the simplicity and the maximum flavor. Now, you mentioned about uh, farm-to-table driven. Uh, do you work directly with the farmers? And I'd read somewhere that, that the farmers are now going to be growing this Chinese asparagus, <laughs> per your request. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, that, uh the, the, uh, the ch Chinese asparagus took me about three years to get them to, to grow for me. I, I would ask, you know, in uh, April or May when they're when they're going to start planting seeds, they uh, ask me what I would like them to grow, and I've been saying saltus for three years, and now finally this year we're starting to get it, and I, I, I think we're the first ones in Chicago to actually serve it. That is great. So you work directly with the farm to bring it from farm to table, and, and they look to you for the ingredients that, that you will need for your dishes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is just so exciting. And and what, you know, you mentioned that element of seasonality. One of our listeners, and I must say, Chef David, so many tweet, tweets and texts and emails have been coming. Every All the listeners are excited that, that you're on Kitchen Show, Kitchen Chat Show. Um, but actually one... Um, other chef, Amanda, said, what is your one or two must-have herb or spice? Ooh, uh, man, there's a there's this guy from New York. Uh, he has a, a company called The Blot, and it's, he essentially, like, uh, he makes herb spice blends, and uh, he doesn't tell you everything that's in them because he doesn't want you to be able to make them on your own, but he'll he'll tell you three or four different ingredients, and I'm really stuck on uh, this one called mishmish, which I guess is, is Hebrew for apricot. So mm -hmm. he kind of he tries to blend the spices to taste like an apricot. So he takes uh, granulated honey, uh, saffron, and I believe coriander, and that's, that's the base of that. And since apricots are just coming into season, I, I'm having a lot of fun playing with that. And then uh, I guess another one that we use a lot is uh, Jacobson sea salt, which is actually the only kind of floor to cell type salts that is grown in the United States. And it's, I believe, harvested in Oregon. Wow. Wow. So you have some quite exotic uh, <laughs> seasoning. <That's, laughs> that is great. Um, what would be your favorite dish on the current menu? Another listener wants to ask. Uh, favorite dish on the menu right now is uh, I, I just put it on. It's uh, grilled sturgeon, which we always feature at the restaurant, and mm. we're pairing it with uh, chicken wings that we cook uh, cook with cilantro and parsley and lemon juice and garlic, and we'll cook that in a cryovac bag, and then 
uh, we take the bones out so it's completely boneless and then uh, crisp up the, the skin in a pan with a lot of butter. Uh, and then we serve it with just like marinated kale, like you would have a, a marinated kale salad and uh, walnut puree and turnips. Oh, that just sounds great. And being from the South, I love my turnips. So <laughs> that's great. Um, Nina has a very interesting question. She said she was recently reading an article that uh, described uh, the chef's views of what diners do that annoy them. Is there anything that the diners do that annoy you? <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm pretty easygoing. I guess if, if a diner gets up from the table, like if they're getting a long tasting menu and they get up from the table for extended periods of time and trying, drying it out, uh, that kind of gets to me, but you know, they're, they're in our restaurant and we want to serve them as, as best as they can and let them kind of do what they want. That's great. That is great. And and also, what effect, if any, has the um, this year's James Beard Award had on Black Blackbird? Have you made any menu changes because of that? And has the clientele changed? Uh, we've just been extremely busy, which is uh, which is great. You know, uh, it's kind of uh, we're changing the menu when when things come into season. So that's the same. But I think because Paul won this great award, and you know. Uh, I got a little nod, and I, I think just the, the whole company has kind of benefited from uh, from the James Beard Awards, whether we won or not. Yeah, and congratulations, and you are indeed a winner, and it's so exciting to watch to see what is next for you. I mean, it's just, uh, you're so young to be so accomplished, <laughs> my goodness. And did yeah. a big shout-out and congratulations to Chef Paul Kahn. And, and the new addition, I, it was just announced that Chicago's going to be getting another great one-off hospitality group restaurant, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, called Nico. Yeah. Which, yes, which will be at the old Sutton Hotel and will be featuring Italian fish, seafood. Is that right? Yeah, they're uh, they're in Italy right now doing research, and uh, Paul actually just posted a couple of Vine videos of. Uh, I guess he's at a seafood market right now, and it looks looks amazing. Oh, that will be fun. I'll have to look at those videos. And speaking of videos, oh, my goodness, what a video I viewed, Chef David, with you and the challenge, and and kudos to you, that uh, Chicago Reader's key ingredient gave you a couple of years ago. And I know I've never said these two words together on air, but pardon me, listeners, your key ingredient that someone gave you was bull's balls. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and there is a video of you, uh, and, and you were just so professional and so, you know, just chef-like and, and preparing a dish. What was that like? <laughs> uh, well, first, it was very early in the morning, and eating both testicles was not really what I wanted to do at the time. <laughs> uh, but it, it was it, it was a lot of fun, and it was a challenge, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, and and I was just so impressed also to learn that actually this is considered a delicacy in Spain and and Mexico. So I never Mm -hmm. knew that would be on the menu. So um, (laughs) what a challenge indeed. Um, Also, another question, what soundtrack or music do you play in the kitchen? Do you have uh, music as part of the ambience in in the kitchen as you're getting prepared? Because I know you love music. (laughs) I do love music. We uh, we actually keep a, a silent kitchen so all the all the cooks can stay focused. So we don't oh, listen okay. to, to music during prep, but afterwards when we're cleaning and breaking down, you know, it kind of 
varies from hip hop. Whoever really, I guess, gets the stereo first gets to choose. So it's either hip hop <laughs> or, you know, I like to play a lot of heavy metal and uh, punk rock and stuff. Yes, and I understand you are a secret wannabe drummer. <laughs> That's great. I actually just interviewed Chef Brandon Bosley on Kitchen Chat the other week, and it oh, yeah. seems like yeah, it seems like uh, heavy metal and rock and roll go directly with uh, chefs in the kitchen. So I oh, love for that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. Um, another question came in from Beth. What inspires you to make the amazing dishes there at Blackburn? Ooh, uh, I guess the inspiration kind of comes from everything that will first, firstly, I guess, come from these great ingredients that we're getting from the farmers. Uh, and then I've, uh, heard from chef John Shields kind of, you know, said it first and I've heard it several times since, but, uh, what grows together goes together essentially. So, you know, I, I kind of try to keep that in, in mind whenever thinking of dishes and then, you know, I might be reading one of my cookbooks and I'll see a picture in a cookbook that kind of inspires me or I'll be talking to Paul and that'll inspire me. It, it just kind of goes, comes from everywhere. That, and I love that saying, and I'm going to keep that in mind, what goes together or what grows together goes together. And what, yeah. would, what is something that just jumps off the plate to you with an example of what grows together goes together? Uh, well, I think the the first fruit of the season, rhubarb and strawberries, are always a, a very classic pairing. Oh. Uh, that's kind of the, the first one, I guess, just since we're, we've just ended that season. Oh, that does sound good. Oh, that sounds so yummy. Um, Lorna wrote in and was saying, and, and this I really appreciate because for full disclosure, Chef, I am the world's worst home cook, and <laughs> here I am interviewing a great James Beard <laughs> nominee chef. But um, Lorna asked, what was your first great failure in the kitchen? Uh, you know, I, I think I probably tried to forget about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good advice. So I'll forget about burning the salmon and the fire department and all of that, too. Okay. <laughs> oh, that, that happens. It happens. That ha- oh, you know. good. <laughs> oh, and um, she also noted that uh, she was so intrigued by the fact that you took your girlfriend to Alangerode's Bastide in West Hollywood when you were 16 years old. And she said, yeah. first of all, how in the world did you know about it? What did you eat, and how did you pay for it at age 16? She was so impressed. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I guess I, I think I just read an article that just got reviewed in the LA Times and was the only four-star restaurant, so I just started dating this girl, so I really wanted to impress her. Uh, we got a tasty menu, and I remember almost every course. I think my favorite from it was uh, uh, seared scallops with fava beans and hazelnuts. It was super good. And uh, I think it took me about six months to save up for it. Oh, that is so sweet. And it it really shows that your culinary roots go way back. And you seem to really be inspired by your mom. Is that right? And by her cooking with her? Yeah, yeah. She cooks all the time at home. And, you know, I I was fortunate enough to have, you know, uh, family meals with my my family every day. So Uh I'm definitely inspired. Oh, that is great. And is there anything that you have yet to really um, feature at your restaurant that, that you'd like to to try? Uh, there's tons of stuff. I mean, as, as I learn about it, it kind of goes. But, uh, you know, hopefully, yeah, I, I, 
tons of stuff I, I think I don't even know about yet. Oh, that's, and it is a, it's a journey of discovery. I mean, I am such a newbie on that, and, and, and it's amazing all the foods and spices that, that are out there, and it's so exciting that you are bringing this to Chicago. You are bringing it to the heartland of America, and, and um, it, Chicago really has become a mecca for, for foodies. W- would you agree with yeah, that? Yeah. Yes, it's yeah, so sure. Yeah, and then, and also your background has been so fascinating. Once again, to put it in the context of you're only 28, um, you have worked uh, at Trio and and Alinea and been influenced, you know, with some great chefs. Uh, What have you brought to Blackbird um, that is truly unique to just you? I mean, what what do you feel that, you know, the uniqueness you have brought to um, Blackbird? Uh, I, th- I think, you know, taking over from Mike Sharon, who was, I think, even more focused on, on modern food than myself, uh, I think bringing it back to kind of more a mix of the seasonal and farms table, which he did definitely did, but I think a little, we're a little more focused on it now. Uh, and then again, the, the simplicity of ingredients, just pairing dishes down as much as possible, uh, I think is kind of, you know, my own style here at the restaurant. So it's kind of a minimalist approach then that yes. that you take to re- and that's great so you can really focus on the the flavor and intensity of certain dishes paired with with uh, uh, the spices and and seasonings. Uh, you know, just a general question, how was what is the the um I guess the source of the name Blackbird? Why was the restaurant named Blackbird? Ooh, it was. I believe it is a nickname for the Merlot grape. Uh, and what is that? <laughs> oh, for the wine. Merlot grape is called Blackbird. I did not realize yeah. that. So wine is an important feature then at at your restaurant as well and the pairings? Uh, yeah, we uh, actually kind of focus on French and American wines. Oh, that just sounds great. And I know that you are in the process of preparing lunch, and you're one of the few, you know, I guess high-caliber places that serves both lunch and dinner. That must be so stressful and and challenging. Um, Do you serve different uh, foods on the lunch menu as opposed to the dinner menu? Uh, It's it's about half and half. We do, you know, we try to... Uh, I guess reach a, a large audience, so we'll have we have a hamburger on the menu, and then we have some sandwiches for the kind of local in and out. Uh, hopefully, stop by once or twice a week, people, and then we have people or dishes for people that you know come to Chicago to eat at Alinea and all the big name restaurants, so they could uh, come here as well, where it's it is actual uh, dishes on our dinner menu as well. Oh, that is wonderful. And and listeners, I encourage you to please check out the website for blackbirdrestaurant.com. And uh, Chef David Posey is also on Twitter, as is uh, Paul Kahn and the wonderful One-Off Hospitality Group. Definitely, if you're in Chicago or visiting, because I know I have out-of-town listeners as well, Put Blackbird on your must-go-to-eat list. And uh, congratulations, Chef David, on all of the acclaim, well-deserved. And it's going to be exciting to see what the future holds for you. And thank you so much for being on today's Kitchen Chat. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me.
Oh, great. And and listeners, thank you for all of your um, questions for Chef David. And um, it's just so, it's so exciting to connect with you as well. And so please remember during this busy time to just take a moment and savor the day. Thank you for joining us today. If you're interested in Margaret's books, A Mother's Heart Knows, Pearl Girls Encountering Grit, Experiencing Grace, and Go Back and Be Happy, please just click on the covers on the webtalkradio.net page in front of you. Margaret would love to connect with you and hear from you, so join her on Twitter, Facebook, her blog, or click on this website to leave a note and share a recipe. Thank you again, and we'll see you here again for a new show next week.